You're listening to The Novice Experience, a podcast that explores the opportunities and challenges commonly encountered by students and young people. I'm Calvin Chan, and chatting with my guests, I'm going to take a deep dive into their meaningful stories, the lessons they've learned, and how they can inspire others. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Novice Experience. I'm your host, Calvin Chan. Today, I'm very happy to invite Kathleen Kong and Emily Jo Wang um, to the show. They are co-founders and classmates, and they co-founded Becoming Businesswoman, which is a student-run organization dedicated to establishing a community of undergraduate women who are passionate about business and supporting them through education, mentorship, and collaboration. Hi, Kathleen and Emily. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, it's really exciting to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about um, your organization, how you're supporting businesswomen. And I know that through your organization, uh, you're trying to focus on you know areas like investment banking, management consulting, accounting, and other business areas like marketing, uh, data science, and entrepreneurship. That's a lot of uh, ground to cover, and we'll get through that um, in the podcast. But before we start, I'd like to ask my guests to give us a brief um, origin story. So like an introduction about yourself, where you're born and raised, um, some of the most defining moments in your life. Um, why don't we start with Emily? Yeah, for sure. Um, so hi, guys. My name is Emily. I'm currently a third year at UC Berkeley studying economics and data science with a minor in theater performance. I was born in Puerto Rico, but raised in Ohio. Um, and I've pretty much lived in Ohio my whole life. Um, in high school, I feel like I didn't have a lot of exposure to business um, or technology or a lot of the industries that I would eventually become interested in when I came to UC Berkeley. But when I came to college, I feel like the variety of people and the variety of experiences that UC Berkeley had to offer really opened my eyes to the possibilities and also in a way like um, I saw how limited I had been previously. Um, So I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in finance, specifically starting in investment banking. So I think like the different clubs that I joined and the different classes that I joined and especially meeting Kathleen really helped accelerate my journey. So yeah, super happy to be here. And Kathleen? Yeah, for sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Kathleen. I'm a third year student at UC Berkeley as well. And I'm double majoring in computer science and business administration. And I'm originally from Vancouver, Canada. In fact, I'm actually a dual citizen of Canada and Norway. And wow. <laughs> yeah, so like, despite coming from this like international background, I've grown up in Richmond or Vancouver my whole life. And I would say moving down to Berkeley was like one, a really defining moment for me. And mm-hmm. I definitely had a little bit of trouble adjusting to the different pace of the Bay Area. I felt like everyone was very motivated and determined, but I soon realized how much I love being surrounded by such people who are always there like challenging me and pushing me to work harder. And this is one of the reasons that I was particularly interested in like investment banking as well and pursuing a career there because of the challenging environment that it provides and all the really intelligent driven people that you can meet through it. And then something else that I noticed while pursuing a career in like banking and also tech was the um, underrepresentation of women in leadership fields in both of these areas. 
And um, I think it's really affected me personally, and I've become a personal passion of mine to one day become an influential woman in business and inspire younger female leaders. That's a little bit about me. Right. And I'm really proud to see um, how you've progressed, um, Kathleen, because um, we went to the same elementary school. Um, I'm a bit older, but uh, we also uh, went to the same high school. And now that you're you're, you're down in the States, I'm so happy to see that um, you're really pursuing your your dreams. And of course, Emily, I know that um, it's also a big adjustment for you moving from the Midwest to the West Coast. So um, uh, I hope that um, both of you are finding um, UC Berkeley a really good environment to um, take the next step in life. Um, speaking of UC Berkeley, um, on your LinkedIn profile, I realized that both of you do a lot of extracurricular activities. So Emily, you're the marketing chair at the Berkeley Finance Club. You're the director of professional development at 180 Degrees Consulting. And Kathleen, you're, you know, Ascend uh, internal VP, you're tax aid volunteer, women in network mentee, built by Girls Wave mentee. How do you balance your school extracurriculars and personal life? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think like what's interesting about Berkeley culture is that a lot of the club activities sort of get intertwined with your personal life. Um, so for me, in terms of time management, I think a really helpful thing to do is to kind of just do everything the day that it's assigned or as soon as you receive an assignment. So that gives you some flexibility in the later days if anything comes up. But I do think in terms of like personal life and club life, um, like our clubs have a really strong culture usually. So a lot of like your friends will come from your, come from your clubs or a lot of people from uh, your similar interests in majors or what you're studying also is from your club. So you can like study with them. So it's a pretty interesting dynamic of how that kind of blends together. Mm -hmm. And how did you two meet each other? Yeah, that's a really great question. We met through a mutual friend, but I think we became really close through like the various classes that we took together. Mm -hmm. We took a lot of like business and econ um, lower divisions together. And I remember we actually specifically bonded through a statistics class where we would meet up in office hours every week and struggle through the <laughs> weekly problem set together. And right. <laughs> through that, we met one other person and the three of us became very close. And then we later went on to do like a couple of business competitions together. And I think that really solidified our bond too. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Um, just, you know, you were classmates and you started um, doing a lot of um, other extracurricular activities together. And then you somehow found synergy um, to, to start this organization called Becoming Businesswoman, um, which is uh, really inspiring other um, uh, female classmates in the field to, to pursue their dreams in business and provide the opportunity and connections and mentorship. Um, what inspired you to start this organization? Um, what connection did you have between each other that you know, really pushed you to say, yeah, like let's go ahead and do this? Yeah, in terms of what inspired us to start the organization, for me personally, for a while, I was also exploring careers in technology and looking into like breaking into software engineering or computer science positions. 
And I noticed that there were a lot of these like affinity and empowerment groups for women, supporting them through like coffee chats, mock interviews, and um, just like professional development in general. And then when I began recruiting for like finance, which is another industry that's very, where women are very underrepresented. I noticed that there wasn't as much support for, to help women break into the industry. And I really wanted to change that. So I reached out to Emily, who is somebody that I like went through the recruiting process for with, um, in terms of finance. And I reached out to her and pitched the idea of starting Becoming Business Women. She's really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah, I think for me, a big reason is because I like personally did not know a lot about these fields before Mm -hmm. um, I started recruiting for it. So I was like fairly late into the process when I found out like I did not know what investment banking even was until my sophomore winter. So for me, I felt like a lot of this knowledge is kind of gatekept and not really freely given, especially um, to women. So I wanted to create uh, more a more equitable community where people could take that first step of like learning what even is what even are these fields what is like the very first step I have to take what do I have to know like what do I have to do um because I think it can be extremely intimidating to even find out about it yeah I think it's really interesting to hear you say that um you know you weren't really knowledgeable in this particular field um you didn't know much about it and I think that a lot of the greatest leaders in our world, um, they they don't claim that they're experts in a particular field. But as leaders, you just make your best judgment and your best um, uh, decisions on what's what's best for the people you're leading. And it's so interesting to see how you're saying that um, you learned along the way, um, starting and recruiting for becoming businesswoman. Um, so I wanted to learn more about you know what the organization does. I know that you have a Facebook support group. Um, that people can ask to enroll. So would you like to tell our listeners a little bit more about um, what you do in the organization? Yeah, I can definitely start off. So as you mentioned, we're really focused on like education, mentorship, and collaboration. And one of our main areas of focus is like our Facebook group. And what we do is we have all our members join the Facebook group and we encourage um, our executive team as well as all our members to post potential opportunities for um, business. So internship opportunities, um, leadership programs, conferences they can attend, or just like general resources that other people found helpful while trying to break into business or learn more about business. And I think um, it's built a really amazing community. We've had people reach out and say that they've met other people throughout like the community just by reaching out to ask for an mock interview or reaching out to Mm -hmm. chat and they found people with similar interests so that's really exciting and then I can pass it off to Emily to talk more about like our focus on accounting banking consulting and the various professional development events that we offer Mm -hmm. yeah so in addition to our Facebook group which is just a open community for people to reach out to each other we also hold a variety of workshops and speaker events um so we hold resume workshops we hold um networking workshops we've had people other professionals come in to speak about things like personal finance and investing and salary negotiation 
Um, I think like what's really cool with that in addition to Kathleen mentioned that people have reached out saying that they've like met other people but we've actually like also had people reach out saying that they got an offer or that they were able to like enroll in a program that uh, we posted in the group or that one of our directors um, like made them aware of so that has been actually really cool to see. Um, I think like having our team of execs help out is super helpful because they're all very knowledgeable about the recruitment process in their own respective fields, and they're a great resource for our members. So what does success look like for you? What are your ambitions for becoming businesswoman? Yeah, I think for us, um, becoming businesswoman, the program was modeled after another group that Kathleen is in. It's called Rewriting the Code, and that's sort of we mm-hmm. where we drew our inspiration from. And the ultimate goal for us is for this organization to be kind of self-sustained because as Kathleen and I, you know, graduate and start working full time, we won't be able to, you know, like actively be able to like monitor the Facebook group every day. We are not going to be able to like actively like put together these like multiple events throughout a semester since we'll be working. So the biggest hope for us is that we build a community and we have um like wide enough support from the current undergrads who will be graduating to return and keep offering advice and for the group to kind of be able to sustain itself after Kathleen and I leave with people like still asking questions and other people that are not like us like being able to answer them right um I know that like Kathleen you mentioned um there isn't enough support for women in the business world at the moment Um, I wanted to learn more about the issues. So what are some of the challenges or barriers that women face in the business world today? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I think one really big thing is that although there are a lot of women in business in lower levels, once you look up higher in leadership, it really becomes more and more Mm male-dominated. And Mm -hmm. that can be very difficult for women because they don't have any like leadership to look up to. And recently, I've actually been working on this other project where we are inviting like women at like the C-suite director level to come in and do a speaker series. And I've noticed that looking at um, like the C-suite level, there's typically only like one or two women on the board. And I would say they hold, they typically will hold positions like chief diversity officer or like chief of human resources. And they don't really have a lot of other positions in business, such as CEO or CTO or CFO. CFO. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that is definitely a place where um, there's a lot of mentorship and leadership lacking for women. Why do you think? Why do you think that is? So why are we lacking women in like you know the top financial positions in the C-suite? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think ultimately it's very systemic, and there are mm-hmm. a lot of issues, for instance, like I mentioned, one thing is the lack of mentorship. And um, there's not a lot of like role models for women to look up to. But other Mm -hmm. than that, I think, for instance, one huge thing that affects women is the gender wage gap, where men are just like, systemically paid more than women for doing the same job. Or something else you could say is like, work life balance, right? Because once women have children, it becomes a lot more difficult for them to like take the maternity leave and then come back to work. So that's like Mm -hmm. another issue that unfortunately affects predominantly women. Um, I've also been writing a paper recently, which is about like assertive, the assertiveness find, which is something that 
not as many people talk about, but it's kind of interesting because um, I think women, they are asked to be like um, less assertive in the workplace. And when they do have like show those leadership skills of being more assertive, they're kind of um, a lot of people perceive them as more aggressive or more um, like bossy rather than just like working hard and pushing for what they want. While if men um, exhibit the same traits, they're kind of more perceived as confident. And I think that's a definitely right. a problem as well. Yeah, I think Emily earlier mentioned uh, salary negotiation as part of the um, um, workshops, right? I, I think that's a big issue too. Like, uh, I think what I read somewhere that men have the tendency that, um, you know, they just walk into their um, boss's uh, rooms and just ask for a salary negotiation or a raise, right? Uh, whereas women, they're they're they tend to be they tend to be more intimidated and they don't want to ask for, um, you know, what they want and maybe even what they need to support their family. And I think that that is a very big issue because, um, then you're creating an environment where um, there's an imbalance of opportunities and an imbalance of, um, of power um, that that forms in a company. So I think that what the work that you're doing, trying to create that mentorship environment and um, letting other women see that it is possible to reach um, such high position, high leadership positions and advance through your career is such an important work. Um, one of my questions is, because I'm a guy, um, how can our society, like especially men, better support gender equality in business? Um, I think one of the easiest things to do and maybe one of the first uh, is to listen because I think in general a lot of women do know what they want and they do know how they want to get there um but like as you guys mentioned it can the hardest part is like stating those thoughts and being afraid of the reaction um that might follow up by stating that so I think in general just like showing verbally stating your support and solidarity or just like when women like speak up during meetings um Mm -hmm. you know like support them or ask for their opinions um take the initiative like ask for their opinions on something because that can really you know like make people more comfortable to speak Mm -hmm. out um I'm sure there are like I'm sure there are like many studies done on them this that I'm not completely familiar with um but I think for me like I think taking the first step to like listen to our concerns is is a great way to start off. Great. Thank you, Emily. What do you think, Kathleen? How can how can society, especially men, better support gender equality in business? Yeah, first of all, I completely agree with like everything that Emily said in terms of like especially during meetings, I think that often men will like take control in business environments and not like listen as much to women so just noticing that and taking a step back and noticing if a woman is not like stepping up and giving her perspective and opening the floor to her is really important and not like Mm -hmm. interrupting her but other than that I guess something that Emily and I have noticed specifically in our field is that since it's very like network based and based on like how likable you are um, in order to advance and be promoted if there are not as many women in leadership, it can be very difficult for women to like relate to men. So for instance, like at work, two men might just be talking about sports and they will bond. And then um, maybe someone will bond with their boss, but then it can be more difficult for a 
a woman to chat with their boss about his interests. And although this might not seem significant, ultimately, like likability and networking is very important in business. So it's important for men to like recognize their biases and like check them and um, understand that they might not relate to women as much, but that doesn't mean that they are not as like worthy of leadership or not as capable in their roles. For sure. Um, I mean, in, in companies where, you know, it seems like everything is performance based, but there is always a bias because there's a human factor in it. And I mean, it's not just the, uh, you know, a female employee trying to talk about the interests of the boss, but the boss has to try to listen and understand the interests of um, the employee as well. So I think it's a, it's a two way street. Um, and, and thank you both for, for, the advice and, and your thoughts on this question, because, you know, I, I'm from the engineering and technical field. And, you know, I've been to companies where the men to women ratio is about like 10 to one sometimes, right? Like the really mm-hmm. technical fields. And, 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 you know, like, I, I understand that um, it women feel pressured um, really in front of a group of men. And, you know, and as a young person myself, sometimes I feel really pressured too, you know, I, I feel anxious mm-hmm. speaking to, you know, people who have been on the job for 20, 30 years. Um, you know, there's really no place for me to, to um, speak and um, really voice my opinion. So um, I'm sure that for um, other uh, women and young, young women up there, I know that it's probably like 10 times harder too. Um, and so thank you both for, for the advice. And that actually leads me to my next question, but back to your organization. Um, I know that like you, you have a large team of directors and VPs, and you, you're also trying to reach out to different mentors and people who are in the industry. How do you manage the relationships um, with those who influence your organization, and how do you maintain their buy-in? Um, because as young people, and you know, this is what our podcast is all about, right? We we talk about the experiences of young people and um, sort of the the feelings and the experiences that we go through as a novice in our field. So um, I wanted to tap into um, how you channel that, um, you know, courage and overcome that fear of having to network with people who are so much more experienced than you. um, And you're trying to, you know, have, uh, you're trying to spread your cause in becoming businesswoman. How do you influence others to join your cause? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think there are a lot of women who are passionate about promoting women in business. And especially once they've like gone through the process of trying to break into a field or like exploring different industries and they understand how difficult it can be to find what you're truly passionate about and to find like the specific job that you want to explore in the future. They really want to give back. And those are the kind of women that we really want to join Becoming Business Women and to join our executive team. And they, yeah, so then people like that, they've honestly been so supportive and um, very important to helping with our um, organization. I can pass it off to Emily to talk a little bit more about like our team and our relationships. Yeah, for sure. So I think also a big factor of, I guess, like the buy-in is that since we're a relatively new organization, our board has really been essential to shaping our organization the foundation of what it is and what it will look Mm -hmm. like in the future so I think like um like being part of that 
initial phase as we create this organization um, has been pretty impactful and it's been hopefully rewarding for a lot of our members, um, especially our exec members, since they really are like the backbone of like what we can do um, because there are just like so many like questions out there and so many programs and so many things to be like made aware of um there's no way that Kathleen and I can like possibly like source every single like opportunity off the internet and be able to pass it along um and I think like really at the core people believe in like this mission because it's like really a thing of like oh like like I wish like I was part of this when I was recruiting or like I had like other mentors that really helped me when I was recruiting um so like we all understand the struggle of recruiting and we all like we all can relate to like you know like the gratefulness we feel toward a mentor so I think like um like Kathleen was saying the factor of like giving back um like when we have like received a lot of help ourselves is a huge factor yeah that's that's really um awesome to hear um how you're trying to give back to the community um of women and you know, paving the way for future female students. So um, this is really important work that you're doing. We're nearing the tail end of our podcast. Um, I had one more question, and I, I guess I'll, um, I'll have both of you answer this, but what's one advice you'd give to young girls and women who are interested in business but feel that maybe they're, they aren't ready or capable yet? Uh, we can start with Emily. Yeah, for sure. This is such a good question. Um, because honestly, at times, I still feel that, I, that I'm i not capable or I still feel like intimidated by like, um, like the thought of like the whole industry. Um, because, you know, everyone like in investment banking is so extremely smart and hardworking and insanely qualified. Um, I would say to like freshmen or sophomores, um, because I have like been asked things like, oh, like, how do you even like find what you're interested in or your niche? Um, it's like really helpful to like just explore all of your options. So like whether through like clubs or like internships, like really just like see what's out there, because the more exposure you have um, first, it'll expand your experience of um, like exposure. So you're going to be able to like see exactly what you're interested in. And then also I think it will help build confidence in your ability to succeed in these fields. Once you've had um, like some experiences or training to build up your skill set. Um, and also just, I think like in general, women do have more confidence issues than men. So just like, this is gonna sound so cheesy but you know like just like believe in yourself like you if you're like able to like you know land an interview or if you're able to like land an offer like don't be intimidated because there's a reason why you got the interview there's a reason why you got the job there's a reason why someone like believed in you so um have that same confidence in yourself yeah i think it all starts internally right um you know people People can um, give you opportunities, they can put you down, but at the end of the day, it's really internal. And to have that confidence and have that fire in you um, to keep going, right, no matter what happens, um, Mm -hmm. that's the most important, especially for uh, young people. Uh, Kathleen? Yeah, the piece of advice I was going to give is actually quite similar to Emily. So I was going to say how important it is to be confident 
And honestly, that's ultimately the key. Like for women who think they aren't ready and capable, it's very likely that you are ready and you are capable and you're just like believing that you are not. And I actually read a study recently, which was quite interesting. It was like, oh, like men are more much more likely to apply to jobs that they don't think they're as ready for. But women who are equally as qualified will not put their application in because they believe that they are not ready and they do not have the skills. So I think that's something that has really pushed me personally to like apply to things that I don't think I'm prepared for and just to put myself out there. And I think other women should remember the same thing that like, even if you don't feel ready, if you see an opportunity, definitely jump in and just see what happens. Like if it works out, like Emily said, then you are qualified and you are ready because other people think that you are ready. So just be confident in yourself. And even if you're not, honestly, just fake it until you make it. I think that definitely Mm -hmm. helps a lot as well. What you show on the outside will ultimately um, internalize. Wow, that's awesome. The two great pieces of advice. Um, I know that you're, you're, it was directed to, you know, young girls and women, but I think just for young people in general as well, that those are really, really good advice. Just, you know, be confident and start internally, right? Like, um, you know, whatever, whatever people say about you, um, you know, just keep going. And, and like you said, Kathleen, it will eventually, eventually uh, it will eternalize and you'll start believing in yourself. And, and I think that's the most important part about, you know, our, our young um, academic and um, uh, work careers. So thank you so much for the advice. Um, to end off, what are some upcoming events at Becoming Businesswoman we can look forward to? Oh, I'm actually very, very excited about our events for next semester. So one thing that I've been personally working on is a speaker panel. And we've actually invited the CFO and CIO of Disney to come in and have a fireside chat with our members. Yeah, so that's something that's really exciting because I don't think we ever expected to reach someone of such a high caliber to come in and speak to us. So I'm very excited about that. And then I'll pass it on to Emily to talk about some other events that we have planned. I think most notably, I'm very excited for our case competition and mentorship program. So if you want to speak a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. I am also very, very excited um, for the event that Kathleen has put together. Um, Wow, like I... I I'm very blown away that um you know like the C-suite of Disney would like to you know like come in and have a fireside chat um but other than that we're planning some other events um hopefully we're looking at hosting a case competition um in collaboration with Girls Who Consult which is another women-centric organization for girls interested mainly in management consulting um other than that we are going to be holding some more professional development workshops, especially probably centered around investment banking. Um, in the fall, we did accounting and consulting, um, but I know next semester is big um, for investment banking in terms of recruiting. So the timeline is kind of shifted there. Um, we are also like working on a mentorship program. And yeah, I think that's like pretty much the big things that we have. Um, but yeah, like we're super excited about everything that's going to happen next semester. And hopefully, you know, like people, if people are like listening to this that are interested in joining, like definitely like feel free to like come on over. Like we're an open community. There's no barriers to entry. So everyone is welcome. Yeah. I was going to ask where can our listeners find Becoming Businesswoman online or on social media and how can people join your organization? 
Yeah, so we have a website, um, becomingbusinesswoman.weebly.com, and there is a button called Join Us. Um, so it's just a quick Google form to like for us to learn about your professional interests, and then after you submit the form, you'll get a welcome email linking you to our Google Drive of resources and also to the Facebook group. So definitely like um, like after you get the email, hop into our Facebook group, which is where most of the communication with our members happens um and then you know feel free to like post an introduction of yourself if you feel comfortable and then hopefully you know like um we'll see you at some of our events um i i have one quick uh last question um for people who for young female students who um who are not currently majoring in anything in business um you know perhaps they're doing a more technical field or uh, a science field but eventually they want to learn more about business and maybe start their own business in the future um are they are they welcome to join your organization now to sort of get a head start on the resources and networking yeah 100 percent. we have a ton of different majors ranging from like engineering to biology Mm -hmm. to even people on our director team in fact are Mm -hmm. not um business majors we have a lot of other majors as well so we welcome everybody who's interested in either pursuing business in the near future or um far from now to come join becoming business women and explore all the different opportunities that they have that's awesome so yeah to our any of our listeners who um who are maybe unsure or um you're thinking about it go ahead and join maybe you'll find some great resources and find some great mentors who will persuade you so um, thank you so much, Kathleen and Emily, for taking the time to tell us more about your organization, um, you know, what inspiring work um, both of you are doing and paving the way for other uh, young women uh, in business. So, uh, again, thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having us on. Thank you so much. It was really great to chat with you and to reconnect. I really look forward to see what you accomplish in the future. Thank you so much. And uh, to our listeners, thanks for tuning into another episode of The Novice Experience, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Novice Experience. Our theme song is Concrete Jungle by Audio Binger. You can find us or reach out on social media at The Novice Exp. That's The Novice EXP. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on all your podcast listening platforms. Talk to you next time.